Greetings and welcome to episode 25 of Linux for the Layman, the joy of computing. I've been talking about command line stuff and bash stuff and if you don't know what that means you might want to go back and listen to one of the last few episodes. Today we're going to take a slight departure. I received a question from one of my listeners about the difference between containers, VMs, and bare metal. We're going to do those in the opposite order because I think that's the more comprehensible order of definitions and things to explore in this department. Bare metal is the hardware that you have your software installed on. So when you buy a computer, be it desktop or laptop or notepad, whatever computer it is, that's the hardware that your OS is installed on. When you buy most desktops and laptops, the hardware comes with Windows installed on it. You can change this by reinstalling a different operating system, like Ubuntu, for example. And in many cases, you can install the Ubuntu alongside whatever's already there, and you can have a dual boot where you pick at each boot of the machine which operating system you want to run. Personally, on my desktop, I run Linux only. I run Xubuntu, and I'm very happy with it. On my personal laptop at this time, it came with Windows 10 installed. The laptop has a built-in solid-state drive. It's one of the really small ones, so if I want to replace it, I have to take out the one that's in there and put in a new one. That new one won't have Windows on it. Now, given that I'm an Xubuntu person, that's not really that big of a deal. But there are two considerations I have. One is that constitutes a change to the hardware that the manufacturer did not put in, and it voids the warranty. I don't really want to do that. So I installed Xubuntu alongside Windows by splitting up the hard drive into a Windows partition and a blank partition on which I installed Xubuntu. Arguably, that might be considered a hardware modification, but I think it's overstepping the definition of hardware modification to say that repartitioning the data on the drive and putting other data on the drive would constitute a hardware change. Be that as it may, most of the updates for things like drivers in the BIOS, which is the stuff that happens before your computer actually comes up in your operating system. Those things are easily done through Windows because most manufacturers give you a direct upgrade path for your BIOS, the firmware that the machine runs no matter what. And from my perspective, it's simply easier to do from Windows if you have Windows on the machine. So I left the Windows on the machine for that reason only. There are ways to do it in Linux. I'm not as familiar with them, and I will be becoming as familiar with them because I want to be able to do that without having to resort to Windows. But that's a topic for a different day. Bare metal is the hardware that your software is installed on. A virtual machine, or VM, is a totally different kind of construct. 
A virtual machine is a machine that runs on top of a layer of software that insulates the machine you're running, the virtual machine, from whatever the hardware is that's underneath. There's a layer in between, it's usually referred to as a hypervisor, that looks to the software running on it like it's hardware, even though it's a software construct that interfaces to the real hardware. So for example, there are two major manufacturers of virtual machine software for most computer users. One is VMware. That's the professional one. To the best of my knowledge, it's not free. They do have a free version out there that I personally found confusing enough. I didn't like it, so I don't use it. That may not be the case for you. And I've been a VMware administrator for companies I worked for where I went and learned how to use the VMware administrative software so that I could do things like reallocate disk space or create new virtual machines and so forth. That was on the professional corporate VMware software, which is very powerful and not cheap. The one I use on my personal computers is called VirtualBox. It's free. It has been taken over by Oracle Corporation, and they do a reasonably good job of keeping it up to date and upgrading it from time to time. And there are many discussion groups if you need help with it. So what good is a virtual machine, you ask? Well, I run Xubuntu on my primary desktop, period. There is no other OS installed on the bare metal. However, there are certain applications I like to run in Windows, specifically Microsoft Office, because Microsoft Office contains Word, Word is the de facto standard for word processing pretty much worldwide, in part because Windows has a tremendous market penetration worldwide, and they have penetration in all areas of Office-type software, document, processor, spreadsheet, editor, presentation software like PowerPoint. And while there are other versions of Office software that are mostly compatible with Microsoft Office. The one I use most frequently is called LibreOffice, and it's really nice software on its own. It is not 100% compatible with Microsoft Office. And as far as I know to date, you cannot get a version of Microsoft Office that runs directly on Linux, period. There is a Windows interface called Wine, W-I-N-E, which stands for Wine is not an emulator. But it runs a lot of Windows software directly. In particular, it can run a number of games. For some reason, Microsoft Office simply will not install through Wine. So I use a virtual machine that actually runs Windows on top of my Xubuntu. My Xubuntu runs VirtualBox. VirtualBox lets me install and run Windows. And with Windows 10, getting a license to use Windows on a VM is not that difficult. It doesn't have to cost anything. And if you get bothered by these notices saying your Windows is not licensed, note that it will still do 90% of what you want to do on Windows. It might not be quite as pretty, but the functionality is built in. And number two, I purchased a license to run 
Microsoft Office 2016, which is the last version of Office that I know for a fact, was designed to be installed on an individual computer. It doesn't care whether that computer is a virtual machine or bare metal. It just cares that Windows is running underneath it. So I have a Windows virtual machine on which I can run Microsoft Office tools. I can also use it to run the Kindle reader, which is handy for me because I do have a few Kindle books. You have to have a Kindle reader to read a Kindle book. Now you can use the online version, which you access through your web browser, and that's fine. I wanted the native version. Don't ask me why. It's free. It doesn't matter. It runs on Windows. I don't know that there's a version that runs on Linux. I haven't heard of one. Fundamental difference. A virtual machine is practically the same as bare metal, but it's a software construct. One of the big differences there is that there is an operating system for bare metal that is specifically designed to run only virtual machines. It's called ESXi. It is produced by, guess who, VMware. And what it does is it has a minimal amount of management so you can spin up virtual machines. You can spin up lots of virtual machines and it will manage them and apportion your hardware resources accordingly and so forth. VirtualBox will do that as well. The difference is VirtualBox is a full-blown application that runs on top of your OS. If you put ESXi as your OS, it's not that useful per se, but you can use it to install multiple virtual machines and they all have their own little environment. One of the bigger advantages to virtual machines is that what happens in the machine stays in the machine. So if it has a malware attack or if it breaks down and stops functioning properly, that breakdown is inside that virtual machine. It doesn't affect your home operating system that's running underneath. I've been using VirtualBox in the last few days to do some testing of Xubuntu release 22.04, which is the most recent version. It just came out. It's going to be the next long-term support edition of Xubuntu. That won't happen until August when the first, what they call point release, comes out where they fix all the presentation bugs that are known issues in the .0 release. And at that time, it will offer an upgrade to the 20.04 users who are already on a long-term support edition. Do you want to upgrade to the new one? I haven't decided whether I want to upgrade my desktop yet because my desktop is not running 20.04. It's running 21.10, which is the version that came out in October of 2021. And I needed that because the hardware I put into my machine recently, around November of 2021, doesn't run anything older than Ubuntu 21.10 because it's newer hardware, newer CPU, and the older versions don't run that hardware. Again, this is another difference between bare metal and virtual machine. The virtual machine insulates the system running on it from the real hardware underneath. So I can run Xubuntu 2004, for example, as a virtual machine on top of my Xubuntu 2110. The virtual machine is insulated from the hardware differences so it doesn't care what the real hardware underneath is. A container is a different type of construct for 
insulating applications from the hardware that's running underneath. Why would you want to do that? Well, a container has a complete operating system and library support and an application or maybe more than one application contained within it. The difference is that what runs in a container is safer than what runs, for example, on the bare metal hardware outside of the container. What is a container? Let's go to Red Hat and see what they say because they're the ones who came up with one of the primary packages that runs a container. It says Linux containers are technologies that allow you to package and isolate applications with their entire runtime environment, all the files necessary to run. This makes it easy to move the contained application between environments, development, test, production, etc., while retaining full functionality. Containers are also an important part of IT security. By building security into the container and defending your infrastructure, you can make sure your containers are reliable, scalable, and trusted. And you can put more than one of the same container on one machine. Containers can be set up to talk to each other. The primary benefit of a container is it's a software construct, sort of like a miniature virtual machine, in that the environment inside the container is fully contained, it's complete, it runs your application or your set of applications that have no effect outside the container, unless you set it up that way. But the idea is you can have a relatively safe installation of an application if it's in a container that won't damage your data and won't suffer from, it won't extend the suffering from the potential malware attack, things like that. So bare metal is the hardware your system is running on. Virtual machine is a software construct that looks like a real machine to the software running on it, but it's insulated from the actual hardware you're running. And a container is one step further in that it's usually smaller because you don't include the entire operating system and all the libraries. For the container, you only include those parts of the system and the libraries you need for your application to work. So it's smaller, it starts up faster, and it's portable. Virtual machines are portable. There are a couple of different formats for them, but the general format, you can export a virtual machine into a, VA, a PDA or VMA, I forget what it's called, but you can export it into that isolated environment type file, and you can actually copy that virtual machine onto another piece of hardware somewhere else and run it with the same virtual machine manager that you created it on your machine. So I could have two different virtual machines, one on my desktop and one on my laptop that are built and run out of the same VM architecture and they're complete and pre-installed and they just work as long as if they worked on one machine they'll work on any machine where you install them. And the container is similar, it's just smaller and it requires a container manager underneath such as Red Hat's Docker. There are others, that's the one I know of and I'm familiar with. I'm not pushing Red Hat on anybody. And you can get Docker for non-Red Hat versions of Linux as well. I hope that helps. If you're still confused, please drop me a line, let me know. Tell me what you didn't understand about what I said. 
and I will go through it in a future episode. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Feel free to contribute. I am doing this for free. I'm not doing it for a living. And a little contribution here and there helps me be more incentivized to produce more podcasts more often. Thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed this one. Please come back and listen to our next podcast when it comes out at Linux for the Layman, the joy of computing. Bye for now.